Welcome everyone to Already Cancelled. I am Peter. Joining me as always is Tara, and we are going to talk about the Twilight Zone in season two, episode twenty-seven. It's called The Mind and the Mar. So full spoilers for the episode, as always. This episode features a character by the name of Archibald Beechcroft, who is really fussy, really grumpy, and is constantly annoyed that he is being packed into a subway full of people. He's in an elevator full of people, he's surrounded by people at work who are bumping into him, spilling things on him. He's just, he's desperate for people to leave him alone so he can get some peace and quiet. Uh, and since it's Twilight Zone, he happens to get a book about concentration. <laughs> and he's able to concentrate everyone away so that he's on his own in the world. And you mm-hmm. can probably guess what lesson he's going to learn, but we'll get to it uh, in due time. Tara, how did you feel about the mind and the matter? I actually did not really like this one that much. Ah. I don't. I don't think it's a bad episode. I just didn't really. Uh, didn't really like it. Like I thought the premise was kind of lazy. I thought like how he gets the book and stuff was a little bit. I don't know. I didn't think it was really all that good, and it suffers from like the Planet of the Apes sequel mask scene. Oh yes! Oh god! <laughs> uh, yeah, that, um, that was, which was entertaining, but <laughs> it was funny because it was bad. But it, it it was it was this thing where I mean we'll get to it, we'll get to it. But let's just yeah, say there's we'll, some we'll dodgy mask. There's some dodgy mask. Um, um, yeah, and I I don't know. Like I understand what they're going for, and that's why I don't think it's really. I don't think it's a bad episode. I just didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, that much. I, I don't think it's bad either. I don't think it. You know, it's very watchable. I kind of agree though. It's it, it feels like. We've done some similar themes before. We've definitely had characters who end up with the world to themselves. Uh, it's making mm-hmm. a slightly different point with it this time, though. But it's a really obvious point. It's like the most obvious point they could make. And I feel like the ways in which they kind of express it once he's on his mm-hmm. own, I don't know, like him talking to like a like a, a reflection of himself who's kind of in a TV screen or on, on like a mirror or whatever. Like, it just felt really oddly... I mean, you said lazy. I think lazy might be a touch harsh, but... It's kind of the sentiment that <laughs> I'm trying to get across here. It's just, yeah. It was a bit lackluster. It's a nicer version of it. Um, maybe like half-cooked. Uh, it feels Half-baked. Like, it feels uh, laxed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels very laxed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of whatever. It, you know, I don't mind the setup too much. Like, you know, he's getting grumpy at everyone. It sets up the character well enough. And he's given this book... Um, I think the problem is, though, is that him learning that the world's too boring when he's on his own and that people being around is, is something that he actually does want, it's, it's, it's fine to have that message. I'm not saying they had to yeah. do something else, but there just there had to be something more, I don't know. Uh, I, think, I think I like the, the message of, like, the reason, like, he's... The reason he doesn't like people is because he wants them to be more like him. Mm-hmm. Hold on, my cat flying on the keyboard things are happening <laughs> okay <laughs> there we go so anyway um and so he just like conjures up everybody to be like him at one point and that lesson of oh the reason you don't have friends is because you're really unlikable and nobody likes being around you and he kind of gets that lesson by being around himself is is also decent but... I, it's a little column a and column b i think column a is what you just said which is yes he's kind of unlikable and this is him realizing mm-hmm. that i think it's also even if you were a good person though i think the point would still work in the sense that 
yeah, if everyone's exactly like you, like, it's just that classic thing where sometimes people who are too alike actually end up not liking each other because you kind of need differences to kind of mesh together and, you know, it's like being the exact same mm-hmm. doesn't really work. And I, so I think that message is in there too. I think you've got a combination of both of those. I think, honestly, I felt like he should have probably done that sooner and the episode could have been more about him making everyone else like him. And I actually thought, because when he first does it so so we have like a portion in the middle where he's decided to like erase everyone and he's on his own and everything's very quiet and he gets bored and he eventually comes to the realization that he'll make everyone else like him so he goes to the same subway station he closes his eyes and he looks down there's people there and i thought for a second as he was doing this like are we going to have like him like playing all these parts but when he looked mm-hmm. down it didn't look like that at all it looked like, i could clearly see some women walking around who looked like there were women and you know their, their builds it didn't look like men and yes. drag or whatever right and it wasn't until he got to the foyer of his workplace where he's going to the elevator and there's a little uh, convenience store and stuff where, like, the guy serving him uh, the newspaper is also him, the actor. And I thought, oh, okay, so some actors are going to be him, whatever. But then he got to the elevator and everyone in the elevator behind him was wearing these really crap rubber masks that were supposed to be him. And I'm like, what is this? They look terrifying. They look... <laughs> <laughs> they look like the sort of masks that a bank robber wears when they're like you know wearing yeah. like a fake president mask, like they're, they're, they're yeah, the dead, the dead yeah. president thing. That that's what it looked like. And the, and they don't like try to hide it. Like they no. don't have them in the background. They'll have scenes where like somebody wearing the mask of him is right next to him, and they're in they're stuffed in an elevator, so they're like they're really close. <laughs> that, this is an example. Of, some people will say, "Oh, well, we should forgive it because of the temper." No, no. This is an example where they should know the limitations and say, "No, we yeah. literally cannot do this, so we should not do this." Right. Like I think even on a 1960s television, you could have been like, "Well, that's a pretty bad looking mask." <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like once you get to, I don't like. I mean, the 80s could have probably pulled it off, not with CG mm-hmm. per se, but certainly with some, you know, the the whole like makeup or something, or just hiring people that look a lot like them and. Oh no! I was going to say. Bit. No, kind of like when you, you film two people like split frames so that you can have the same oh, actor yeah, yeah, yeah. like multiple times. Maybe it's harder. Well, when you've got... I mean, they do that a bit in this episode too. Like they'll have these fast cuts to like where it looks a little bit like it's panning through the office from. Well, that's from... just a, that's just a hidden cut though. That's just like in the pan, yeah, just yeah. a quick cut. Or, but those were clever, and the, those were you know well done. The closest for the most part. The closest they get though is at one point when he ends up talking to his reflection in the mirror, who starts changing is that it's very clearly like a video that's been put in the mirror because it looks nothing like an actual natural reflection and he's trying to match the movement so it's supposed to appear to us as a reflection but it never really does and then eventually starts acting differently and it's like oh hey it's actually your subconscious talking to you whatever blah blah um but even that looked kind of goofy so this was an episode where it felt like they kept trying to do things that they just could not pull off and it's not even like Mm -hmm. you can forgive it a little bit and say no these were clearly things that they should have known that they shouldn't have been trying now admittedly the mirror thing might have worked on an old crt and like fuzzy 1961 quality tv that might have mm-hmm. they may have got away with that one in oh, and, and 1080p though it was just this clear rectangle of video that was slapped yeah. on it <laughs> didn't we have that like the the guy in the four dollar room or something episode it might have been the pilot or not pilot but uh the episode one of season two that was like episode three or four. I don't know what you're talking about, though. It was the one where he was just in the room himself and he started talking to himself. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, the episode one was actually a pilot in the desert. Yeah, it may have <laughs> so. been... I remember that effect being more well done, though, in that scene, or that episode. Like, I remember that it not being as glaringly bad as this. Yeah, yeah. That episode was kind of boring, though. So I don't it was. It was a bad it episode. I, I'd um, say this episode was better than that one because I thought that episode was just boring. Well, this one's through. definitely more entertaining. 
but I, I just don't think it was very well pulled off. And the whole, like, somebody, the, the way he's able to do it is somebody gives him a self-help book that, <laughs> <laughs> because he spilled coffee on him, oh, I, I went to a bookstore because my friend works there oh. and I got you this. And it's like, why why would you give him that? Like, <laughs> I mean, why he would give him the book It's a weird gift to give somebody. I can get behind, like, he learns to do this from a book in the sense that you can kind of argue to yourself that it's not really happening. It's all in his head. The, the idea being that, that would have been a, That would have been a fun twist, though. Like, if he, if he just, like, I don't know, uh, tricked himself into believing that he made everybody disappear. Well, well, the, well the, so. word, the specific word that he uses, though, is concentration. So I like the idea that he's yeah. just he's concentrating everyone away so that he yeah, thinks he's on his own. Yeah, it's kind of like he's hypnotized himself yeah. or something to not be able to see other people. So when he goes to work and he just like throws himself there on the couch uh, over by the, the exit and he starts doing <laughs> things like, you know, like what what if it cut to a shot of him doing this obliviously in front of all these people who are looking at him going, why is he, what's he doing? The madman. <laughs> this asshole. What's going up with Archibald? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that could have been funny if they'd done something like that. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think if they'd done more with it, because they do this thing where, yeah, it's multiple versions of him and, at one point, there's a woman who turns around and it's him and like all, mm-hmm. all those things. There was definitely more they could do, especially since like I, I got to the point where he, he makes it because the first person he does it to is his landlady. He, he, he concentrates his landlady away when she's looking for rent or something. And I can't help but feel like, well, if you can literally just fade anyone away, like why, why are you even going to work? Like when anyone comes to ask you for money or even if you go into a store, and you go up to the counter to pay for stuff, just make the guy or woman disappear and then walk out yeah. with the stuff. Like, you'll even if the police see the footage and go, that's suspicious, we have to go talk to them, you can make the police people disappear. You know, the, the cops, when they show up, just make them disappear too. You can make, literally make anyone who challenged you on anything ever disappear. Yeah. You can live no, like no, a king. Just, why not just uh, live your same life, but without any people? <laughs> it's so boring. I know. Why would you go to work? Like, how about... It, does, it seems like pretty pretty odd that he would go from like making people disappear in the morning to talking to his reflection talking back to him that evening like it's pretty quick because i also feel like that would have gotten the point across better because if he went to do something fun because he could do anything he wanted because he had this power now if let's say he went to like a theme park or he went somewhere else and he's like i don't have to pay to go in i can just make people disappear and just do whatever i want like uh-huh. if he got if he got if and he, he gets all... stuck on a ride or something. Well, no, I was gonna say <laughs> if he does all these fun things or just anything, anything that he thinks is fun. Like maybe maybe he just wants to go camping and just get away his responsibilities. If the point is ultimately that all these fun things that should be delightful and exciting because he's always wanted to do them are actually not that great alone. Like that's where he can feel the loneliness. Him fi- mm-hmm. realizing that he feels lonely because the other people who work with them when he's bored anyway because he's at work aren't there it's kind of a weird way to learn that lesson <laughs> yeah i agree because you, you, i mean even when there's people there i mean you're at work like you know it's just a boring office job you're not really doing anything exciting but it's um, no yeah it's, it's not yeah it's not the best episode i don't know it's 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 not the worst also it's just yeah it's watchable i just didn't really like it yeah. <laughs> that no it's, i think that's fair i think it's fair uh, some goofy effects. Uh, I mean, the actor's okay uh, mm-hmm. for the most part. That's almost always the case with these. I think with this show, though, that's maybe the other problem. Though, is at the end when he's nicer to the guy who dropped the coffee on him. Uh, who does it again? Who does it again? <laughs> uh, in fact, to the point where he spells this, he's got like a box of like coffees with him uh, that he's going to give out to people. He's clearly the, like the intern dude who's like do- doing all the errands. Um, he spills like the whole like tray of coffee seemingly on him. 
So at the end of the scene, when he takes one for himself, it's like, that cup's empty. What are you doing? <laughs> like, there's clearly no weight in that cup. It's just one of those little things. But I think one of the problems with the ending, though, is that I don't really get why he's, like, I don't really feel like I buy that he's learned to be nice to people. Like, I get the, because all, all he ever says is that he's bored. He never actually really kind of, like, accentuates that he realizes that he's a dick. That he's been off-putting to other people. Well, I think that comes from the fact that he was around himself so much and everybody was miserable. Because we get, like, him at work in all these different mm. cubicles and he's just miserable. He's grumbling. Yeah, and but like, I don't want to talk to that guy. I don't want to be that guy anymore. But it's worth mentioning, though, when he, he, he sort of concedes and says, you know what, I might as well bring everyone else back and put it the way it was because it's just as bad with everyone being me. He doesn't say it's worse. He said it's just as bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's true. So, I don't know. I, I I didn't really feel like he'd learned these lessons. So then when he started being nice, I was like, I don't know. I, I mean, I get that the episode was going for this. I don't know if I actually mm -hmm. buy that he learned these lessons. So Yeah, just just all right episode. Yeah, just okay. How much to Just okay. <laughs> yeah. Just barely above okay. There was, uh, yeah, surprise. Was it common in the, the 60s, you think, uh, at work to have like TV dinners for lunch? Because they, they were all eating these little TV dinners. <laughs> Maybe there's like a cafeteria that, that served them. I yeah. guess. Yeah, I've never seen a TV that are served before like that. But yeah, sure, <laughs> possible. Uh, it stuck out to me. It just, it, in fact, something that really it, it, it irked me is that the the guy who gave them the book spills something over him again while he's trying to have mm -hmm. his lunch, and he spills some of it into his dinner or into his lunch, and he goes to take a spoonful of like peas or something, and I'm like. They're floating in like some liquid that's not meant to be There's there. There's like, like orange juice in it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Gross. What are you doing? He's like, nah. Actually, probably a scene that you loved is the scene with, I don't know if it's his boss or like just a co-worker who basically goes into the bathroom and like chastises him for like five minutes about eating vegetables. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it was a weird scene. Yeah. And in retrospect, like other than the fact that it's to show us how much he's annoyed at other people that he's around, but he comes into the bathroom. He's like, oh, you got to eat those greens. Greens are the, the key yeah, to success. He's asking him if he, if he was drinking that the night before and like, no, I don't drink. We yeah, got to eat more vegetables. Greens. Greens is the best. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. He's questioning why he's tired, but he, I thought the line that was, uh, was weird to me. He's like, yeah, I'm a I'm a lettuce and spinach man myself. Have them every morning, and I'm like, specifically just those two. That's that's all. That's <laughs> just, just keep having lettuce and spinach. Okay. <laughs> I mean, some people start their day with a green smoothie. I can't be bothered to make smoothies. It seems like a lot of work. Sure. A liquid salad, but yeah, yeah. The thought of, <laughs> the thought of drinking a green smoothie, to be honest, is little. <laughs> I mean, some of them are good, but just concentrate. They usually have lots of fruit and sugar. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, so I, but I have to, I have to mention that scene because I, I just, I was like, oh god, Tower's going to love this. This, this guy, he's, he's in there, you know, advocating Eat your for vegetables. the, <laughs> advocating for the greens. I mean, really aggressively, those two specifically, but still. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was odd. It was an odd scene. Can't yeah. say that I understood it much, other than yeah, okay, people are annoying. <laughs> yeah. But I, I guess it feels it feels like it goes out of its way to sort of show you that people are annoying unnaturally, as as opposed to all the ways that you could naturally show someone being annoying. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. people are annoying. I have encountered many of an annoying person. This feels like they've mm -hmm. kind of forced a weird thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's almost like uh, they're going for Ned Ryerson feel from Groundhog Day. Like, that's a good example of an annoying sure. person. Hmm. Yes. 
Not that they would have been going for that since that was way later. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> but yes. that type of person. Yeah, Connor's another example. Uh, so, <laughs> end of the episode, of course, uh, Rod Selling does come on and tell us about next week's episode. And it's a very famous episode. Uh, mm-hmm. The title was instantly recognizable. It's called, Will the Real Martian Please Stand Up? Um, I'm excited. Now, I've got a question. Did this, like, phrasing come from something before this, or is the Eminem song based on this title? I don't know about some shady. I don't know. I, I, maybe it comes from this? Maybe. Well, I don't know if this is the first time this has been used. It's got to be in the trivia. I'll find out. It wouldn't surprise me if this, you know, this phrasing, obviously not with the word Martian, but, like, it came from something before this. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, But, yeah, so, here's the description IMDb. Following the frantic phone call about a crashed spaceship, two policemen try to determine who among the passengers of a bus at a Snowdown Roadside Diner is from another world. I do actually remember this one because it is pretty memorable and it's kind of a famous episode. Even the image on IMDb kind of spoils the ending. But I yeah, actually, it really does. <laughs> but I, I remembered this anyway because this actor popped up in an episode in season one or early season mm-hmm. two and I went, oh, it's this actor, but it's not that episode. That's weird. Right, uh, right. But, uh, yeah, so it is what it is. But it's a really fun... It's essentially kind of a whodunit, but without a it, Just a, you know, who mm-hmm. is it kind of thing. Uh, it's a sort of bottle episode that I can super get into, so I'm excited to revisit this one. Uh, and Rod Selling did write this, and he wrote this one, and this one was a bit of a, you know, bit of a wet fart, so uh, <laughs> this one hopefully will be better. Yeah. <laughs> I suspect it will from the IMDb rating, but also I've definitely seen this episode before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be better. I, I remember a lot of the beats, admittedly, but I remember the basic, you know, gist of the premise. Uh, so, have you found anything interesting in the trivia pertaining to the name of the next episode? How did you know I was looking through it right now? No, I have not. Took a stab in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, I've That's... got one job on this show, okay. <laughs> to go over the trivia on IMDb. Uh, don't be silly. You also did the Patreon plug. Speaking of which... Why, yes, thank you. I do have that here. Okay, so... That was so um, smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me segwaying. I'm segwaying with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I, I caught it. So, uh, yeah, check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Um, If you donate as well as $1 per month, you will get access to bonus episodes of other shows that we do including the ace which is our science fiction movie review show um and you'll get uh access to screams after midnight bonus episodes so that's that's fun too if you donate as well as five dollars per month you will get access to some shows one week early including these twilight zone reviews and possibly our next show i don't know if that's going to be available early or not it will what do you think okay our next show which I guess I'll say is Babylon 5. <laughs> so exciting. So, yeah, it might even be up now. I don't even know. But you can get those one week early too. It might be because we're all about hitting these, so I actually might be up yeah. uh, by the time this goes up. Uh, so, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, you can also like uh, and subscribe, all that jazz. Liking is super important. It's the free way to support us. Uh, if you don't, don't feel too bad if you can't be a patron. You can support us by liking and all that stuff. Uh, comment yeah, and listen. Comments, let us know what you thought in the episode down below. Um, otherwise, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates, and that'll about do it. So, thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. 
keep and I wasn't being a dick by the way when when I was doing the finger cross thing when Tara was doing the Patreon plug she literally got the the plug wrong the last like three or four times despite the fact she was doing it perfect for months I mean you still <laughs> sort of are being a dick but <laughs> okay but uh, justifiable dickishness okay always always slight dickishness it's only slightly justifiable touche <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time. Keep watching TV in the Twilight Zone.